You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. So glad to have you with me today and joining all of the millions of subscribers to our weekly podcast, Doctrine and Duty, the things we believe and the way in which we live them out. So this is a very special December edition, five Advent episodes as we look on, as we look to the Christmas hymns. Uh, This week, we are looking at the Christmas hymn, Joy to the World. Joy to the World was written by Isaac Watts. Isaac Watts was a pastor, a theologian, and a hymn writer. Many believe as as many as 750 hymns were written by Isaac Watts. Wow, that's unreal. So many hymns did he write that he actually published at least one hymnal. Very interesting as well, right? Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really neat story if you just uh, Google search Isaac Watts to, to read about his life. And uh, by the way, if anybody asks, hey, what's he most known for uh, or what was his first hymn? Uh, the answer to, to both of those questions is one and the same. When I survey the wondrous cross. Wow. The second hymn that he is known for, uh, many believe, is Joy to the World. Now, we're talking a long time ago. He was born in 1674, died in 1748. So we're looking at the 17th and 18th centuries. And so long, long time ago, uh, one, of our, one of our counties here is named after where he was born, Southampton in the UK. Um, we have Southampton, Southampton County in our area. Uh, but yeah, this... This joy to the world, actually, it was written by Watts as a theological praise to God, more of a New Testament type of thing, uh, basically for God's protection and uh, for the return, well, the the coming, the rule and reign and return of Jesus. But um, it was uh, a little bit later in the hymn's history that it was basically became a, a, a Christmas hymn. And uh, part of that was due to uh, George Frederick Handel's The Messiah, uh, where it was included. And then an English, um, actually an American musician, uh, created basically the tune of it. It was originally uh, entitled The Messiah's Coming in Kingdom. And of course, now we know it as Joy to the World. And of course, now we know it as a Christmas hymn. So, without any further ado... Let us look to that hymn to teach us doctrine and duty. So it says, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Well, certainly uh, that could describe uh, the Lord's coming and His rule on planet Earth, the the kingdom of God, but it is quite literally to be taken as it is. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. He's come. He's a babe in Bethlehem. He was born of a virgin, conceived of a virgin by the creative and supernatural act of Almighty God. And so this is, you know, this is the, the... thing that we look at when we consider uh, this hymn, Joy to the World, because it is one of those hymns that focuses on the Lord Jesus Christ, which these do at the time of Christmas. So, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Wow. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing. So here we have the earth itself uh, that is basically described as, hey, your King has arrived. And as such, 
Every person on planet Earth should prepare room in their heart and in their lives for King Jesus. And nature itself should sing and resound with the praises of Almighty God because Jesus has arrived. This is some really good theology. And, of course, the, the doctrine and the duty aspect of it, the doctrine is Christ is king, Christ has come, Christ does rule, Christ is coming again. And as such, the way in which we are affected by our daily duty is that we should praise Him. We should rejoice in Him. We should be in church, worshiping with the congregation to which we belong. Next it says, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. So from the Lord has come, that we would contribute uh, a tribute to Bethlehem. Now the Savior reigns. So the Savior rules and reigns. Let, let men their songs employ. Let our words, it's almost like Watts is encouraging others to write hymns about the Lord Jesus Christ. Let men their songs employ. Let, let our focus, let our job on planet Earth be the praise of Almighty God. And then, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. In the Old Testament, there are numerous references, especially in the book of Psalms, to nature praising the Lord. Uh, as a matter of fact, there is even the reference that says, hey, listen, if you don't cry out, the rocks are going to cry out. Because the praise of Almighty God is commanded to be upheld by the people of Almighty God. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And then the next uh, part of the hymn, it says, No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make His blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. Now, that reminds us of basically the, the time when we are in the presence of Almighty God. No more let sins and sorrows grow. So you can take that to be, uh, there is the change of heart uh, within those who are redeemed so that they should be faithful, they should be walking with the Lord instead of growing in sinfulness, they should be growing in faithfulness. But also I think it points to this future time of perfection in heaven when there are no more sins there are no more sorrows when we look at revelation chapter 21 when it tells us that there'll be no more sin there'll be no more sorrow no more pain for the old things have passed away behold all things have been made new or all things have become new and then it talks about it says far as the curse is found he comes to make his blessings flow to the uttermost parts of the earth redemption is possible Christ has come to make His blessings flow to the most wicked, to the most vile, to as far away from God as possible, far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. The last uh, verse that we have, that we use today, it reads like this. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. He rules the world with truth and grace. I love that. Those phrases, truth and grace, and makes the nations prove. The nations don't even realize it, but Christ makes the nations prove His glory by His indwelling presence amongst the people of God, by His glorious display of creation and how He sustains creation, how He protects, preserves, and provides for His creation. He rules the world with truth and grace. There is never a time when Christ 
is wrong. There's never a time when Christ deceives. There's never a time when Christ misleads. There's never a time when Christ leads anyone or anything astray. Christ does not manipulate. He rules, but He rules the world with truth and grace. And the nations, they bear the, the glory of God due to creation and also due to God's common grace in preserving the nations. The glories of His righteousness and the wonders of His love. Beloved, we as the people of God, our, our doctrine and duty, our duty from that doctrine should be that we should be, more than anyone else on planet earth, proving the glory of His righteousness and the wonder of His love. That Christ is all, is all knowing, that Christ is all perfect. He is holy, He is righteous, and this is a, a glorious thing because only a holy sacrifice would suffice the wrath of Almighty God, God the Father. And so Christ in His perfect righteousness appeased the full wrath of Almighty God. He paid the penalty on the cross in our place and for our sins. And, and as a result, we sing joy to the world. Let the earth receive her King. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Joy to the world, let no more sins and sorrows grow. Joy to the world, He rules the world with truth and grace. May today we go about our lives singing joy to the world, maybe not even at Christmas time. Who knows? Maybe we should sing it in July. Singing praise to God. He rules the world with truth and grace. He makes the nation prove, the nations prove, the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. Let me tell you a funny story. I was a, a young boy, and it was... Christmas Day, and I received a Walkman for Christmas. I was so excited. Oh, my gracious. I was the coolest thing. I put that Walkman uh, kind of on the front of my waist, kind of like a belly band or kind of like a whatever those things are that people carry stuff in that are kind of gotten back in style today, you know, like a little belly purse type of thing. Um, so I had it there, had my my uh, headphones on, and uh, we lived sort of at the top of a small hill, and my grandparents lived at the bottom of that hill. And every year we would go down there for uh, breakfast, country breakfast, and we're talking country ham, biscuits and gravy, eggs, bacon, sausage, that type of thing, and and, and um, red-eye gravy and things such as that. And then we would also go down, we would have lunch and all of that. And so uh, my job one one Christmas was to carry the the ham uh, down for the lunch. And so I'm walking down the hill and I've got my walk when I'm jamming and I, I step in like this little hole and gets me off balance. And the position of the big pot, uh, the big baking casket for the ham shifted and the grease, shall we say, juice from the ham spilled all over my Walkman. I, I, I literally remember the song playing, making this sound just before my Walkman died. Well, it has nothing to do with Dr. Judy, but I thought you would feel sorry for me. Maybe some of you get a laugh. Maybe some of you will Google what a Walkman is. Uh, needless to say, I did not get a replacement Walkman. Uh, what you saw and what you got was what you got. Nothing was taken back. I didn't get a walk. Anyways, joy, joy to the world. Merry Christmas. I love you. Uh, have a great week and hope to see you at church at Alexander Baptist Church during this Christmas season. Take care. 
You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.